Mamma Mia subscribers, you've been asking and we've been listening. Now you can get all of your exclusive subscriber audio on Apple Podcasts. That includes everything from bonus episodes of your favourite pods to exclusive segments to all of our audio series. To link your Mamma Mia subscription to Apple Podcasts, open the Mamma Mia Out Loud page in your Apple Podcasts app and follow the prompts or head to help.mamamia.com.au. You're listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures. From Mamma Mia, welcome to The Spill, your daily pop culture fix. I'm Karen Donnelly, the pop culture editor here at Mamma Mia. And I'm Chelsea McLaughlin, senior entertainment writer and technically your subordinate. Yes, but... (laughs) I feel like we have a bit of tension at the moment because I saw your joke yesterday. Yes. If you listen to yesterday's episode, we talked about Taylor Swift and the Shake It Off lawsuit. I basically brought that story to the show because I wanted to make the Shake It Off pun joke that Taylor couldn't shake off the lawsuit. And you just come in too hot, stole my joke, stole my thunder. It really threw me off in recording. Producer Ree was like... You need to finish it in another way. I couldn't come up with another way. You stole my thunder. Look, I think you need to shake it off, Chelsea. Oh, my God. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we've made it to Friday. Here we are. We may be feuding, but we've made it. (laughs) We're here. And Friday means it is weekend watch time. So we have a new TV show that reimagines a cult classic 90s movie and a movie that I really did not expect to love as much as I did. So those are going to be recommended today. But first, the entertainment news headlines of the day. I have news. What's the hot gas? I want more headlines. Overnight, Kevin Fedline, the ex-husband of Britney Spears and also the dad of her teenage sons, Sean and Jaden, posted something that has him facing criticism today because he uploaded three videos on Instagram, seemingly in an effort to show Britney arguing with her sons, who at the time were 12 and 11. So he captioned this post... I cannot sit back and let my sons be accused in this way after what they've been through. As much as it hurts us, we decided as a family to post these videos. This isn't even the worst of it. The lies have to stop. I hope our kids grow up to be better than this. And then the videos were deleted a couple of hours later. So this appears to be in response to Kevin saying earlier in the week that their sons hadn't seen Brittany in months as their own choice. And then she posted quite an angry response on Instagram saying that that was hurtful but not surprising and that this shouldn't be all public, right? We discussed KFED's new interview and Brittany's initial response on Monday's show, just in case you'd like to refer back to that. So after he uploaded these videos, Brittany's lawyer, Matthew Rosengart, issued a statement saying, whether he realises it or not, Mr. Fedline has not only violated the privacy and dignity of the mother of his children, he has undermined his own children whose privacy he should protect. And he then called it cruel bottom-of-the-barrel stuff. Honestly, there are no winners here. This entire story just sucks, right? It's just really messy. Yeah, it feels like these teenage boys are being used as pawns or bargaining chips and K-Fed in his initial interview, said that he was doing this to protect his kids from feeling embarrassed and bullied over his mother's Instagram post. So this feels like this is only going to make it worse. I feel like when Brittany was finally freed, 
everyone thought that was like the happy ending, but there's so much going on there and I don't think it's going to be solved anytime soon. And the thing is, we don't need to be seeing this. I don't really see it happening, but he's hoping that the adults here take it offline just, you know, for the sake of Sean and Jaden. If you were scrolling through Instagram last night, you may have gotten a little bit of a surprise. (laughs) Tommy Lee of Motley Crue and Short Lived Marriage with Pamela Anderson fame posted a full frontal unsolicited (sighs) dick pic for the whole world to see. I was shook. I was sitting on my couch. I was watching a movie and then I was just scrolling Instagram at the same time and I saw someone post something on their story like, I can't believe I just saw that. So then I... I basically (laughs) ran to his Instagram page and then the gasp I let out was insane. Like my boyfriend comes running from the other room. He's like, what? What's going on? I was like, (laughs) well, sit down because I've got something to show you. It was a lot. It was insane. So to set the scene in the photo, Tommy is sitting butt naked on the side of what appears to be a pool or a spa or bath. It's a body of water. Well, I didn't (laughs) know. I was like, what is this? I spent a lot of time. Staring at the bit underneath the penis because I think a, we can all say we zoomed. Yeah, we zoomed because there's a reflection, so it's like a double dick pic. The angle of it is quite intense too. It's very from above yeah. angle. I'm a short person; I don't have very long arms, so to me, it feels like you'd have to stretch a lot. Not comfortable. Yeah. I don't know what Tommy Lee's arms. The logistics links. of it. Yeah. yeah, like he's really thought about this a lot. He really has. So he captioned the photo, oops, but I don't think anyone <laughs> thinks that this was a mistake. This seems very deliberate. And then we have to talk about the campaign, I think we'll call it, that he did. Like before he posted the dick pic, he posted a photo of like a small Buddha statue mm-hmm. with a giant banana. Okay, it looked like it, a giant banana in comparison to the It was the like statue. foreshadowing. It was foreshadowing. It was like a couple of hours like, beforehand. Guys, I've got something coming up. And then after the dick pic, he posted a meme that was an elephant looking down at a naked man and asking, how do you breathe through that little thing? Oh, my God. So, like, he was making a joke about the dick pic and then he, like, he foreshadowed it and then he made a joke. It's like a whole dick campaign. It was a kind campaign, of stretched across yeah. the entire day. And this remained up for, like, six hours. When I saw it, it had been up for four hours. And, like, if that was anyone else... I don't think it would have been up for no. even an hour. It's mind-blowing. Because it was up when we all went to bed last night and then it disappeared during the night. Yes. So, yeah, it felt very premeditated. It felt like Tommy knew that he was doing a naughty thing and he was having a bit of fun with it. Well, also, like, his penis is kind of his brand, you know? Like, if you think back to Pam and Tommy earlier in the year, there was that very interesting scene with the talking penis that was sort of inspired by something he wrote in his memoir where he basically had a conversation with his dick and like this sort of mythology around Tommy Lee having a big penis is sort of his brand. Yes and I wonder whether because that TV show happened and he didn't approve of that TV show maybe this was him being like well I'm gonna show you the real thing. I also just think he likes his penis. I think he just wanted to show people. I think he was like I'm bored. It's Thursday night. His I'm wife seemed shocked. She commented in the comments being like, babe, wrong app. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't seem like she knew that that you was need, coming. You need to take that one to OnlyFans. Obviously it went viral straight away. People were sharing it on their Instagram stories mm-hmm. and it was really interesting because Instagram was deleting those stories. Yes. It was deleting shares of it but it wasn't deleting the initial post. I flicked over to TikTok and there were already heaps of TikTok reaction videos. Everyone was sort of like, what the hell is going on? Mm. But also this is really funny. Mm -hmm. And then after a little while, another narrative emerged. 
I guess the discussion has sort of naturally become around a double standard, essentially. And I think that is a totally fair discussion. Like Instagram has long been criticised for policing marginalised bodies disproportionately. So plus size bodies, bodies of women of colour, pregnant and breastfeeding bodies, especially the bodies of trans men and women. And that is for pictures that are much less explicit than this, right? Like for nipples. This had nipples and a penis. Yeah. Like it's a lot. And I actually read a story which is quite interestingly, you know, and timely that just a few weeks ago on July 26, Meta, who was obviously the parent company of Instagram, said that its oversight board would take up a case to look into the company's censorship of non-binary and trans creators and offer policy recommendations related to this treatment of gender identity and nudity. So on one hand, we have like this task force, I guess, to consider its policing of certain bodies while this very explicit dick pic was able to remain up for six hours. It boggles the mind. It boggles the mind. And that's what I keep thinking. It was up for hours. Everyone was talking about it. It was trending on every platform. Mm -hmm. There's no way Instagram didn't know. Like, they would have known that it was happening. It was like the middle of the night. But I feel like this is something that someone is going (laughs) to pick up the phone and call Zuckerberg and be like, Mark... We have an emer- we have we've a got, dick emergency. We've got some issues here. <laughs> so yeah, that just leaves the question like, why did they leave it up? And I have a theory that maybe you know, there's been a lot of talk about Instagram. They tried to change the look mm. and feel of it to be more like TikTok, and there was a lot of backlash. I was like, did they leave it up because they thought any Ooh, publicity is like no this publicity. is going to get all the kids off TikTok? This will get them across. Instagram. <laughs> Hey, I mean, that's an interesting theory. Like, Instagram are having major PR issues. Obviously, like you said, they changed their sort of, like, feed and the algorithm. And then you had backlash from, like, Kylie Jenner, who's yeah. one of the most followed people on Instagram. And everyone was just like, we hate this, change it back. They did. They listened and they changed it back. But I also think we can't, like, underestimate the way that men like Tommy Lee are just allowed to get away with things yeah. that others can't. They just get away with things. Is he promoting anything at the moment? So I don't follow Tommy Lee, but someone on the internet says that he changed his bio to be like, new album out now, before he did this. Mm. But his album's not new. It came out in, like, 2020. So unless <laughs> maybe the sales of he's just, like, trying to get a bump in Maybe sales. Maybe his people are like, you've got to do something, Tommy. We've got to get those sales up. And, and this is like, what he came up his with. His default is like, Penis. Yeah, wild. Move by Mamma Mia is the exercise app for anybody, anywhere. And in case you missed it, we dropped a brand new stretching collection that can be used to improve mobility and bookend your favourite sweat sessions. Mamma Mia subscribers get unlimited access to Move and we drop new workouts every single week. If you're on the hunt for movement that makes you feel good, Head to move.mamamia.com.au and use the code MOVE10 to get $10 off a yearly subscription. I finished my work week on my couch. Ordered some food. It's time for Week and Watch. Our recommendations of what to watch this weekend. So this week I am recommending the new A League of Their Own series on Prime Video. I'm glad you brought this. If you didn't, I would have. Yeah, look, that was part of the feud. <laughs> So the original movie came out in 1992. It starred Gina Davis, Tom Hanks, Rosie O'Donnell and Madonna. I know. That's how I know it because Madonna. Yeah. (laughs) The movie and the TV show are inspired by the true story of the All-American Girls Baseball League that was formed in World War II when they realised that there weren't any men left to play baseball. So this was one of my favourite movies growing up. Mm -hmm. I used to, like, this was back in the 90s when you had... 
a selection of movies on VHS mm-hmm. and yep. you'd watch the same ones over and over again. So oh, this was on the rotation. Like I'm talking every weekend or every second <laughs> weekend I'd put on A League of Their Own and for the last 10 minutes of that movie I would bore my eyes out because that's when they go to the reunion and they see each other and they're all old and they're remembering the good times and I was like 10 and I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> nostalgia. I watched it last night in preparation for this podcast mm-hmm. and yeah, we love the dedication. The crying guys, my little dog, my little cavoodle was like, "Oh, we having a breakdown." <laughs> I was like, "No, we're watching a baseball movie." But yeah, it was an incredible movie about like these women just doing this incredible thing in a time where they couldn't do things like that. Mm-hmm. So the TV series is also set in World War Two and follows the baseball team, the Rockford Peaches, but it widens the lens and tells the stories that we didn't get to see in the original movie because obviously it was made in 1992. It was Mm -hmm. a Tom Hanks movie. It was quite PG. It didn't really tell wider stories. We're here for the tryouts. I don't think you understand. This is the All-American League. We're pretty All-American. This is our one shot. They don't get to decide if this is real or not. We do. The series is created by and stars Abby Jacobson, which most people will know as one half of Broad City. Mm -hmm. She's really hilarious. It also stars Darcy Carden, who is Janet from The Good Place. Yes. One of my favourite shows of all time. One of your favourite people. Shantae Adams Mm -hmm. and Nick Offerman. Yeah, Nick Offerman. He's popping up everywhere. He's popping up at the moment. So Abby's character is named Carson and her husband is away fighting in the war. In the first episode, we find out that he sent her a letter saying he's coming home from the war, so she, like, ran away and joined the baseball league. And basically, Abby's character goes through a bit of a sexual awakening through the series and realises that she doesn't want to be married to a man, she wants something different. The series also follows Shantae Adams' character Max, who lives locally in Rockford but wasn't allowed to try out for the Rockford Peaches because she's black. So that was another story that we just didn't see in the original movie. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really funny. I mm-hmm. think you've seen the first couple of episodes as yes. well. Yeah. yeah. I thought it was so funny and it's really heartwarming. And as someone who was so invested in that original movie, I was really worried about what it was going to be. But I feel like it has done justice to the original movie and really elevated it. Yeah. So I actually spoke to Shante Adams earlier this week. I interviewed her, obviously, ahead of the release of this. And I have to say, like, one of the best interviews I've ever done. Wow. She was so incredible. She basically described her character, Max, as being like, she saw her as the forgotten voice of the original story. Because obviously, these women always existed. It's just the fact that their stories were never able to be told, both at the time in the 40s and then in the 1992 movie, they didn't really get much of a look in. So obviously, it kind of like broadens the universe, yeah, I guess, yeah. into like black stories, queer stories, black queer stories, which yeah. is really important. The entire first season is dropping on Prime Video tonight, so you can watch it all this weekend. Okay, so I'm recommending a movie that I'm going to read out the plot and you're going to be like, Chelsea, what the if? Because it does sound truly ridiculously bad, but I promise it is not. So the movie is called Not Okay. It stars Zoe Deutsch as Danny Sanders. She's an aspiring writer who works for like this made-up BuzzFeed Vice hybrid called Depravity. The name Depravity is just so funny (laughs) to me. So Danny desperately craves validation. She essentially wants to be famous for not doing She wants to be Lena Dunham, doesn't she? Yeah, probably for doing less than Lena Dunham. (laughs) So this all kind of culminates in her faking a writer's retreat to Paris in order to impress her co-worker, who is a weed influencer, played by internet boyfriend Dylan O'Brien. And just like this truly problematic... 
man. Colin! Oh shit, what up, honey? Danny, from work. Danny. Yo, Colin! I love your videos, man. Thanks, B. So, what are you? I'm a writer. I'm looking to develop my work by traveling. <clears throat> Going to Paris for it. Shit. Hey, get pics. I'm gonna get lots of pics. Yeah, I'll throw them all up on the gram. Right. This was the weirdest, like, character I've seen in a movie for a really long time. Yeah, and Dylan O'Brien just plays it so well, like, so deadpan. Yeah. It's really good. So things, you know, they spiral out of control because it just so happens that the time that Danny is faking being in Paris, there is a terrorist attack in Paris. And so instead of coming clean about her lie, or, you know, I was watching it thinking, just say that you took that photo, like, a week ago. You weren't there, yeah. Just pretend that it's a throwback. (laughs) But no, Danny then goes even deeper. She pretends that she is a survivor who very narrowly escaped the attacker. So basically, without giving too much away, she co-ops the trauma of a teenager who survived a school shooting who is played by Mia Isaac, who is, to be honest, like my highlight of this entire thing. She is a scene stealer and it is worth watching just for her incredible, incredible performance. So yes, the premise of this is deeply fucked up. But it is satirical, right? So it actually goes surprisingly deep. It's like a very fascinating and kind of confronting look at influencer culture, at white privilege, at trauma, at trolling, at all of these sort of things that we see go on on the internet every day. So it's going to make you really angry, really uncomfortable, and I think that's actually the point. I really did not expect this to be so thought-provoking when I put it on. I thought it was just going to be, you know, your classic trashy streaming movie. So it is now on Disney+. Plus. Thanks for listening to The Spill today. And thank you to Kieran for joining us. It's been lovely despite our ongoing feud. You stole my joke, you then stole my Weekend Watch TV show. But hey, water under the bridge. <laughs> there's a lot There's a lot going on here. We're going to have to unpack some Our next some issues. Um, like, manager meeting. Got a, few, got a few notes. This episode of The Spill was produced by Gia Moylan with audio production by Rhiannon Mooney. We'll see you at mamamia.com.au and on The Spill Instagram page. Bye. Bye. Na 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 na